November 19th, 2021. We're in Masechet five lines from the bottom. If you count up five lines, it's the fourth word on the line. Um, uh, the word shalhule, those words begin this, uh, this sugya. If you recall, and yes, it was quite some time ago that we were learning this sugya or these sugyot in the Dafyotet area, what the Gemara had been dealing with was the Mishnah Dafyot Het. Mishnah Dafyot Het described how on specific junctures during the year, the Betin would dispatch shelihim. They would dispatch, send out messengers to inform people, both in Israel and outside of Israel, exactly on which day the Beit Din had established as Rosh Chodesh, because after all, when it comes to Rosh Chodesh, and this is important, throughout the next uh, sugya, when it comes to Rosh Chodesh on a lunar year, as we have it, based on the moon in the Jewish calendar, technically speaking, each month has 29 and a half days. Well, that's a little difficult. We don't have half days on the calendar. As a result, you'll find months that have 29 days and months that have 30 days. How would you determine that? Well, today we have a set calendar. We know exactly which month will be 29 and which month will be 30 days. What they do once upon a time, when they were determining the establishment of each month based on ri'iyah, based on idut, so you waited for testimony. When witnesses came in and said, we saw today the full moon, we'd say, so today is the Rosh Chodesh. If they came on day 30, so they would establish that previous month as a 29-day month, and that's what we call a, uh, that's a Stam Chodesh. And as a result, day 30 was Rosh Chodesh. If alternatively, they only came the next day, or they didn't come at all, perhaps. Well, in such a circumstance, you'd say that the month was 30 days. It's not going to be 31 days. And day 31 is Rosh Chodesh. That's the necessary background detail for what we're about to learn over here. It says the Gemara, Shalchu Le'mor'ukba. The students, the rabbis of the yeshiva, sent to Mor'ukbar, or of the academy, if you will. And they taught him, or they told him, that what they had established or determined was Adar hasamuch Nisan in a regular year, when you have Adar going straight into Nisan. Well, sometimes we have two Adars. So the reason it says Adar hasamuch Nisan instead of just stating Adar, is what if you have an Adar Rishon and Adar Sheni, right? Like this year, when you have a Shana Me'uberet. So they're not talking about that first Adar, they're specifically talking about the Second Adar. However, in a regular year, when there's not that extra month on the calendar, they're referring to the Stam Adar. Well, in a circumstance that you have the Adar, which will subsequently be followed by Nisan, Le'olam Haser. In such a circumstance, that Adar is always Haser, which means to say we'll always establish it as 29 days. It will never be a 30-day month. That's the statement in the Gemara. Statement of the Shalchule, these individuals who sent to Mor'ukba, that statement. Mativ Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman asks a question from a Mishnah which is coming up on Davkaf Aleph. He asks the following question. This is what it says in the Mishnah. Al shnei chodashim mechaleline tashabat. In order to establish the Rosh Chodesh for two months, there would be, and it was necessary and permitted, even to be mehalel Shabbat. What do you mean even to be mehalel Shabbat? What sort of transgressing or profaning Shabbat in, is entailed in establishing the new month? Well, if there were witnesses who needed to come, they would come. And oftentimes that would entail them walking outside of what's known as Tchum Shabbat. 
Chum Shabbat, whether it's, it's a debate in Masech Sotah, whether it's an Yisuf, a Hiyub from the Torah or Midrab Banan, ultimately speaking, there is a law when it comes to the laws of Shabbat that where you began Shabbat outside of that settled area, outside of that residential area, you can only walk Alpaim Amah, 2,000 Amah, 3,000 feet. Now, that being the case, especially in a time and place during which uh, communities were more distant one from the other. Imagine the countryside where one community is far from the other. Even today you have such a reality. We don't have that so much in Brooklyn and Manhattan. Everything's next to each other. It's hard to find a distance one from the other of 2000 Amma, which is an unsettled area. Kind of say, those are my neighbors, even though they live really far away because there was a settlement in between. Of course, the question is raised in the context of a bridge, for example. A bridge is unsettled area underneath. But anyway, that being the case, what you're dealing with once upon a time is people who had seen, quote, the new moon. They wanted to, they needed to come testify in front of Beitin, which was generally speaking found in Yerushalayim. They're coming to the Sanhedrin to tell them, we saw that new moon. Are we allowed to walk even on Shabbat in order to establish that day as Rosh Chodesh? On two months, the Hachamim stated, according to their understanding of halacha, that not only is it permitted, it's necessary. Leave the Tchum Shabbat, transgress that Isur on Shabbat in order to be Mekadesh et What were those two months? Al Nisan ve Al Tishrei. I mean, that was you know, pretty much expected. Nisan and Tishrei, in terms of our calendar, in terms of the establishment of the holidays, those are the fundamental ones. Tishrei, you have Sukkot, you have Rosh Hashanah, really, as well. You have certainly Yom Kippur. That's a month which is very rich in terms of its holidays. Nisan, of course, Pesach, but even after Pesach, it's true, you might be able to figure it afterwards, but Shavuot is dependent upon that as well. So it's specifically for those two months that we would be Mahalel Shabbat. For some reason, the Gemara has Rav Nachman asking from that Mishnah on our initial statement. The initial statement of the Shalchulei Lemor Ukva was that on Adar Hasamuch Nisan, it's always Haser, 29 days. We're asking a question now from that Mishnah. Here's the question. Says the Gemara, wait a second, let me understand this. If you were to tell me that Adar, which of course is the month immediately before Nisan, that's the Adar we're talking about, is sometimes 29 days and sometimes 30 days. Well, then I understand. In order to establish the Rosh Chodesh of Nisan, we tell everyone, you should all know, even if it means transgressing the laws of Tehum Shabbat on Shabbat, go and make certain that your testimony of seeing this moon is heard and is stated in Beitim. I understand that. However, if Adar is always 29 days, you're wasting your time and it's an unnecessary Hilul Shabbat. After all, we know Adar ended on day 29. Over the course of the month of Adar, we all were well aware as to when Adar initially began. That being the case, we counted 29 days. We said on day 30, it's Rosh Chodesh. Why is there Hilul Shabbat? Do you follow the question? Again, the question is, if you're telling me that there's a set amount of days for Adar, 29, when it goes into Nisan, there should be no reason, in no way should we permit Hilul Shabbat for the Eidim. But again, our statement wasn't about Shana Me'uberet. It was Adar HaSamuch Nisan. You're right. On a, on a Shana Me'uberet, we would allow it. But we're not talking about a Shana Me'uberet. Excuse me, we would not even allow it then because it's always on the Adar HaSamuch Nisan. So Shana Me'uberet, you had your first Adar, whatever it was. The second Adar is always 29 days. That's what our statement is. Adar HaSamuch Nisan. Ele'i Amarta, at the top of Dafkaf, however, if you were to tell me, Le'olam Haser, 
that Adar is always, when it's Samuch Nisan, it's close to Nisan, followed by Nisan. Haser, Haser of course means absent, meaning 29 days, as opposed to Male, meaning full, which is 30 days. Amai, why Mehalelinan? Why would we be Mehalel Shabbat? In Aramaic, the word Anan means us, means we. And as a result, conjugation of the word mehalel, lehalel of course means to profane, hilul shabbat. Mehalelinan means why would we profane shabbat? Well, that's, um, you know, you have that hachabimai askinan, you have yelfinan, whenever it's nan at the end, the nun nun at the end, it's a reference to us. How would you say I in Aramaic? Ana is in Aramaic. And as a result, you'll have mehalalna. You'd have something like that if it was talking about I. All right, that's some Aramaic conjugation. Anyway, says the Gemara over here, why should we transgress? Clearly, that Mishnah is negating that message which was sent to Morukva. Answers the Gemara Mishum, the mitzvah lekadesh al hare'iyah. The truth is, says the Gemara, although, although we might know with full certainty, that Adar is 29 days on an every year basis, nonetheless, be mehalel. Why are you being mehalel? Mitzvah lekadesh etachodesh. This in and of itself constitutes and is a fulfillment of a mitzvah. What is? The witness is coming to the Beitin, stating that we saw the new moon and establishing it based on their words. That is a mitzvah. Where did you learn this mitzvah from? Rashi cites from the Gemara later on. Sorry, yeah, I know, Dave. We're already on Dafkaf. You missed just the day, and we went forward three Dapim, you know? We flew. Anyway, so, anyway says the Gemara, uh, the, the mitzvah lekadesh et ha-chodesh. What's the mitzvah? The mitzvah is in Parashat Bo, when God turns to Moshe and tells him, ha-chodesh lachem. Right, it's a reference to Nisan. It says, which seems, if you just read the words, as a matter of fact statement, this month is the first of your months. We talked about this in the beginning of the Masechet. It's a reference to Nisan being the Rosh for the Chodashim. It's Rosh la Chodashim. So what does that have to do with the mitzvah? The Dirasha goes as follows. When God uses the words in the Torah, it's Kadesh. Look at this and in turn, do a kiddush, a sanctification in the future. Anytime the, word, you, the Torah uses that word in God's conversation with Moshe, zeh, we envision it, and the rabbis portray it in a very physical fashion. So to speak, God turns to Moshe and points to something. It's like me saying to you, you see this? That's kazeh, ha-chodesh hazeh, this month. How would God point to a month? According to the Midrash, he points to the moon. And he says, you see that, Moshe? Whenever you see that, be mekadesh. So ha-chodesh hazeh lachim is not only a matter-of-fact statement, it's a commandment. Where else do you have hazeh? Have, you know, for example, the Torah says that this is the Ma'aseha Menorah, according to the Midrash, for some reason, should, will be discussed, uh, you know, later on in the year when we get to Tenumat, Tesaveh, and so forth, uh, that Moshe couldn't understand the structure of the Menorah. So God, so to speak, constructed a, go, a uh, fiery Menorah and pointed to it. Moshe, you see that? That's what the Menorah needs to look like. You have Zeyitinu Kol Ha'overa Lapikudim by Mahasita also a difficult one to understand. God, so to speak, points to the coins and says to Moshe, this is what they need to be given. You need to point to coins in order for him to understand. All right, so we have until Parashat Kitisat to explain that one. But for our purposes over here, Kazera Eve Kadesh means it's a mitzvah. So as a result, suggests the Gemara, this mitzvah, which the Torah is commanded, commanding, albeit in a subliminal fashion, albeit not so directly, well, that being the case, you're able to even be Mahalel Shabbat in order to perform that mitzvah. 
Amazingly, even though it's obvious, we don't need this for an actual establishment to, for knowledge. It's nonetheless a mitzvah, and the understanding is it's a mitzvah which is teaching us and telling us against all. You're trans- What's that? Right, is that, is that where you were going as well? So Jeffrey says, if that's the case, if it's Mitzvah Kadesh Tahodesh, so how come the Mishnah on Daf Kafalif, which we're asking from, says on two months, Tishrei Nisan were Mechalel. It should be for every month. If the whole purpose over here has nothing to do with the holidays that came later on, or after all, the holidays that came over on uh, later on, especially in Nisan, we know exactly when they're going to fall out, because we know Nisan is going to fall out on day 30, because Adar HaSamukh Nisan is the Olam Hasir. So then why are we only mahalal for these two holidays? An important question, which is raised by the Rishonim, and their answer goes as follows. The Gemara, ultimately speaking, will fall off of all this. So the question the Gemara asks is just as good as that question. And it means that we're already dealing with a flawed interpretation. We could have asked that way. We'll ask a different way. And ultimately speaking, the Gemara will fall up short. The final line here and the final word in the Gemara on this issue will be Tiyufta. It's one of the circumstances where the Gemara raises its hands up in despair and says, we can't really understand. We can't really explain it. So that would be one vantage point to asking on this. Alternatively, the Gemara will have a different, albeit maybe more circuitous route, but it'll ask anyway. So anyway, that's the Gemara. Again, from the top of the page. However, if you're to tell me, that Adara Samukh Nisan is always Haser, always 29 days, am I mehalilinan? Why are we mehalil Shabbat in order to be mekadesh et ahodesh? The answer is the Gemara Mishum de Mitzvah Kadesh al Hariya. So that's the Gemara Ikade Amre, Ikade Amre, Yesh She Amru, or Yesh She Omrim. In other words, it's a different version of everything we just mentioned. Uh, it's going to be very similar, but there are going to be details that are different. In other words, we're uncertain when we're speaking about what happened on that day in the Midrash when they discussed this matter. The first version is what we just reported. There's another version. We don't have video cameras. We don't have recordings. We don't know exactly what was said in the Midrash on that day. One version, this is how the conversation went. The truth is, we have a Mishnah which teaches us a similar fact. What Similar fact. Well, let's see. Al shenei chodashim mechalin et haShabbat al nisan et haShabbat al nisan va'al tishrei. The Mishnah of Kafalev says that on for two months for tishrei and for nisan you are mechalel et haShabbat. I amarta. If you were to tell me bishlama le'olam haser, if you're to argue that that the adar is always haser, it's twenty nine days. Listen to the direction over here. Mishum hachem mechalelinan. The mitzvah of kadesh aleriyah. That's the reason why you're mehalel Shabbat for Nisan. Why you mehalel Shabbat for Nisan? Because it's a mitzvah lekadesh, which is a fascinating thing. We asked this as a question and we gave an answer, mitzvah lekadesh. At this point, that's the understood part. It's a statement and that's the understood part. We're about to ask a question on the opposite end. We're completely flipping it. But anyway, again, so initially the statement was we understand the concept. We can accept the statement of Adar Samuch le Nisan always being 29 because because if that were the case, we could explain the Mishnah, which tells us you're Shabbat for Nisan uh, in order to establish a Rosh Chodesh. Why would you be Mahalel Shabbat for Nisan? Mitzvah lekadesh et haChodesh. Yeah, what's the flip side? That's what everything, I mean, with, with uh, Jeffrey's question notwithstanding, everything settled nicely. Ela i'amarta zimnin male zimnin haser. Seriously, says the Gemara. However, if sometimes Adar was 29 days and sometimes it's 30 days, Adar has a Nisan, why would you be Mahalel Shabbat? Why would you be Mahalel Shabbat? What are you talking about? <laughs> That's the part we understand. 
lemahar. Says the Gemara, we could have and should have done the following. What we could do is we would be me'aberet ha'chodesh. If it was a circumstance where Shabbat is day 29, and we're uncertain whether the chodesh is maleh or chaser, I'll say on Shabbat, let's everybody rest. We don't want anyone coming from outside of the tehum on Shabbat. And you'll come in tomorrow and we'll handle that tomorrow. In other words, if the necessity is just mitzvah lekadesh etachodesh, right? If, if, the, if the necessity is just mitzvah lekadesh etachodesh, and we can manipulate it. We as Betin can manipulate. We can determine whether we want it to be 29 or 30 days. I'll repeat to you and remind you again. After all, it's really 29 and a half days. Sometimes we'll do it 29, sometimes we'll do it 30. If the whole objective is just to get to Mitzvah Lekadesh Tachodesh, so we don't need Hilul Shabbat in order to affect it in such a circumstance. If it's 29 or if it's 30, they're both kosher. As a result, there's no Hilul Shabbat that's permitted to come on the 29th because we'll just do it tomorrow. The only circumstance, Listen to how everything flipped. Our world's literally turned around on us over here. The only circumstance I can figure out, I can think of why it would be permitted on the end of Adar, going into Nisan, to be Mahalel Shabbat, is if it has to be 29 days. Has to be 29 days plus. It's a mitzvah to hear it from the people who are coming. Well, that's the only circumstance. I have no choice. If it could be 29 or 30, so tell them not to come on 29. They'll come on 30. No, 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 but they saw it on 29. Mabruk, they saw it on 29. We have the powers, Betin, to establish it. We'll see the Beraita later on. Atem, afilum mizidim, even if you're doing this purposefully. Go ahead. You don't see the moon. You can't, certainly, you don't see the moon. You can't be meida edut shekhet. Correct. But again, the operative issue over here is mitzvah lekadesh al We want to do it based on the state. So again, says the Gemara, ela i amarta. However, if you're to argue about seven lines from the top, zimnin. Sometimes the month of Adar hasamuch lenisan is maleh zimnin haser amai mechalilinan. Why would we ever permit the witnesses to come on Shabbat? Ha'idna, ha'idna means now. Let's be ma'abir, let's impregnate the month. In other words, give it a full 30-day uh, span. You know, let's let's start the next month on day 31. And we'll do Kiddush HaChodesh on day 31 instead of on day 30. Says the Gemara, yom Indeed, says the Gemara, the truth is, if the circumstance that you're referring to of Hilul Shabbat for the witnesses to come and testify, again, is that Shabbat is on day 30. That's what you've been assuming, right? The assumption was day 30 is Shabbat. The witnesses want to come on Shabbat. We tell them not to because we'll wait until after day 30. We'll allow this to be a full month. Instead of saying 30 is Rosh Chodesh, we'll say 31 is Rosh Chodesh. Says the Gemara, in such a circumstance, you're right. We would have no permissibility for the witnesses to travel on Shabbat. You can't travel on Shabbat. Why not? We'll just wait until day 31. But that wasn't perhaps the circumstance the Mishnah is talking about. The Mishnah is perhaps talking about the following situation. Over here, even if you're to claim, Adar sometimes falls out as a 30-day month and sometimes falls out as a 29-month. And we have a principle, mitzvah lekadesh al we want to be mekadesh et ha-chodesh based on listening to the witness's testimony. Now, what happened was you're on day 30 of Shabbat. Day 30 is Shabbat, and in this circumstance, excuse me, you're day 31 on Shabbat. 
Day 30, there was no witnesses. We were waiting and waiting on Friday from morning until evening. Nobody showed up. It's day 31. Everybody knows that today has to be Rosh Chodesh. There's no such thing as a 31-day month. Now, in such a circumstance, will we dispatch the witnesses or not? In such a circumstance, will we tell the witnesses, you need to go, after all, mitzvah lekadesh al you can't pull a thing over here and just say, well, let's just wait until tomorrow. There's no such thing as just wait until tomorrow. Tomorrow, it's already into the next month. There's no such thing as a 31-day month. That's what the Gemara suggests. It says, Gemara, if it fell out this Shabbat day, yom shiloshim b'Shabbat, on the 30th day of Adar, indeed, your claim is right, that we should just tell everyone, don't come today, no Hilul Shabbat, come tomorrow and we'll manipulate this, it's okay, we'll have a 30-day month. The circumstance must be instead, day 30 was Friday, nobody came. In such a circumstance, day 31 is Shabbat mitzvah, the mitzvah is for us to, see, to hear from the witnesses who saw it, and therefore, even though Adar, sometimes falls out on 29 and sometimes falls out on 30, we'll still have a permissibility to tell the witnesses, be mehalel Shabbat in order to come to Betin. In what circumstance? In a circumstance where it's day 31, we still haven't had Rosh Chodesh proclaimed, and it's Shabbat, tell them to come even on Shabbat. That's the suggestion of the Gemara thus far. So in other words, the Gemara has resolved, it's covered all its bases, but what I'm explaining to you, it's covered all its bases, but we haven't sufficiently proven the initial statement. We tried to prove the initial statement that Chodesh Adar HaSamuch Nisan is always going to be Hasid. We suggested a proof for it. Right now we have a resolution. Either way you slice it. Yes, Adar. But didn't we learn a while ago that it gets 30 no matter what they say? So why is 31? Mitzvah LeKadesh Alariyah. You're right, we will sanctify it. If nobody shows up, we'll say, all right, today was Rosh Chodesh. However, we want to do this quote right. But if we know, if we want to do it right, no matter what, if it's a Hasid, it's a Hasid month on 29 and it falls on Shabbat, so everyone stay home and then come the next day regardless. It's always going to be Get into it right, Charlie. Doing it right is hearing it from the witnesses. That's fine, let them come on the 30th day. If you're allowing them to come on the 31st day, if I have no necessity to be mehalel Shabbat, and the month could be a 30-day month, why have them come on Shabbat? I'll do it right, doing it right, having them come on 31. They're going outside of Tehum Shabbat. They're leaving the... It would be kosher if it was they're to. Correct. They're allowed to under these circumstances in order to establish. That being the case, says the Gemara, Mativ Rav Kahana. Rav Kahana has a different question. His question, and this will be the knockout question, is from the end of the Mishnah there on Daf Kafalif. The end of the Mishnah says the following, Mikdash Kayam. In the days when the Mikdash was still standing, Mehalelin Af Al Kulan Mipene Takanat HaKurban. And we would have Hilul Shabbat for every single one of the first days of the, of the month, for every single Rosh Chodesh, in order to appropriately establish when and how to bring the Korban Musaf of Rosh Chodesh. Right, what does that have to do with us? How does that? This is touching on the Jeffrey point 
in a, in a slight fashion, not directly. It says, if all the other months, the 10 other months, are not established as you're allowed to, come on Shabbat as witnesses, leaving Tehom Shabbat because of the mitzvah, then it appears as well, Nisan It appears that by extension, Tishrei and Nisan are no different. After all, if the whole point was for Takanata Korbanot, well, that would be equivalent across the board. To state it again, on the flip side, which is just as strong, um, well, if Nisan and Tishrei is because of Mitzvah Lekadesh al then so should Elul and Heshvan uh, and any and every other month you're dealing with. In other words, the Gemara gets itself stuck in a bind. Why would I distinguish between Bismach Bet Mikdash Kayam all 12 because of Korban, Bismach Em Bet Mikdash Kayam, Nisan and Tishrei because of Mitzvah? The Gemara therefore returns to its initial statement. It says, if the month is sometimes Haser, the month of Adar, sometimes Male, it's for that reason and only that reason that Nisan and Tishrei are different. Nisan and Tishrei are different, not because of the mitzvah. We can't argue this mitzvah business. The mitzvah is not strong enough to be mehalel at Shabbat. It can't be, because otherwise we would do it across the board. That would be the reason. The reason mehalel for all the months is because of the mitzvah. Clearly that mitzvah is not enough to say transgress Shabbat in order to fulfill it. Well, that being the case, then why do I do it for Nisan and Tishrei? Well, I need to know when the beginning of the month is. That's right. In other words, sometimes the previous month could be 29 days. Sometimes it could be 30 days. Since you don't know which day it could be on, and now we're going to mess up our holidays, which come afterwards, the Pesach, the Shavuot, the Sukkot. It's for that reason that we permit you to come on Shabbat. If you to tell me that Adar, Hasamuch, the Nisan, is always Haser. It's always 29 days. Am I Mechalilinan? Then why are you Mechalil Shabbat? In order to come and establish the new month, for Nisan, we know anyway when the new month is. You can't argue mitzvah lekadesh al piyareiyah because if that were the case, for example, bismach bet mikdash kayam, forget about the takanat korbanot. Just say the reason that you come and transgress Shabbat is mishum shem mitzvah lekadesh al piyareiyah. says the Gemara, we're stuck with an issue over here. In other words, the issue we're stuck with over here is we cannot prove, we cannot uphold the initial statement of adar hasamuch Nisan is always haser. Let me very briefly. Skipping a lot of the details, recap for you what took place over here. We had an initial statement. The initial statement was that Adar, which goes into Nisan, will always be 29 days. We had a question on it, which we attempted to resolve, but ultimately speaking, left that question. What is the question on that statement? The question on that statement is, if it's always 29 days, there should be no permissibility to allow people to transgress Shabbat to establish the month of Nisan. Why should there be no permissibility? We know that Adar is 29 days. We didn't need you to come to our to Yerushalayim in order to establish day 30 as Rosh Chodesh. We knew that anyway. If we knew it anyway, we can't permit you to come on Shabbat. That was the question we began with. It's the question we end with. You might argue, and that's what took place in the middle, that long interlude in the Gemara, that it's because of a mitzvah we allow for the transgression of Shabbat. The Gemara ultimately speaking says the mitzvah could not and was not strong enough to be mehalel Shabbat. The mitzvah, which it is, Kazira Eve Kadesh, 
Kiddush, you should come and you should testify. It's not strong enough to go against Shabbat. If it's not strong enough to go against Shabbat, it took us a little while to prove that sufficiently. Well, then why are we permitting the witnesses to go at the end of Adar, going into Nisan, to come and transgress Shabbat in order to establish a new month? We shouldn't permit that. After all, we know it's always going to be on day 30. Clearly, then, it's not always on day 30. I bring you back to our initial statement. They sent to Morukva that Adar Hasamuch Nisan is Le'olam Hasir. Can't be. If it was Le'olam Hasir, I can't find any logic for why we'd permit transgressing Shabbat for establishing Nisan, says the Gemara Tiyufta. We have knocked out Tiyufta Milashon Lehashiv in, in Aramaic, right? The Taf switches with the Sheen. Tiyufta, we were Meshiv appropriately to that initial statement. We responded and we can't uphold. Now, interestingly, Lahalacha, the way it will be, however, is that Adar HaSamuch Nisan will always be 29 days. So it means that fascinatingly, even with the twists and turns of the Gemara, ultimately speaking as a knockout, the Gemara says we have no answer, we still uphold that as the halakha. What's that? Don't mess it up. Don't mess it. Well, we, don't, we, we won't mess it up. But again, it's, it's a fascinating thing. The Gemara spent all this time saying, it can't be that Adar HaSamuch Lenitzan is always 29. But the halakha still is so. Tosafot points this out. Tosafot says perhaps the reason is because keep in mind we want the months to be some 29 and some 30. We basically want 6 and 6. And when you're adding that extra month of Adar, so we want to make clear that the first month of Adar is the additional one as opposed to the second one. For example, when you're going to keep Purim, it's going to be in the second one and so forth. Well, therefore, we want the first one to be the full month. Make that one the 30 month. We'll say that's the additional one. And the second one, therefore, will be left as 29 and we'll leave it as 29 always. That's the rationale of Tosafot, but it's a hard sell, because the Gemara says to Yuftah, and nonetheless, as Tosafot tells us, as we know, it's always Haser. This whole issue was only with Adar. We didn't make a statement about Elul. Who told you Elul is whether Haser? That's right. That's right. If it could be 29 and 30, we understand Elul Shabbat. Right? In other words, if, the, if you had a statement about Elul as well, that it's always 29 or it's always 30, we'd ask the same question. We don't have such a statement. We have a statement about Adar, that it's always 29. So we ask from that. In other words, the assumption is that Elul could be either, either 29 or 30. Sure, the Gemara earlier told us that it's very rarely one way as opposed to the other, but that's, that's why we have it explicit about this one. And so the Hilul is because of the Torah is saying it in the context of Nisan. It's an interesting point. Again, the Gemara is more expansive than that. The rabbis understood this as a general mitzvah. Not only that, in the ensuing lines of the Gemara, you'll see that, ironically, we'll sometimes push it the opposite way. That statement of Kazer Eve Kadesh in the ensuing lines of the Gemara will seemingly, it appears, be applicable specifically to the months aside from Nisan, as you'll see coming up ahead. But it's a very clever and good answer. Uh, Jeffrey says, listen, the reason Nisan is different, potentially, even though Adar is always going to be 29 days, this could have been a final answer, is because Nisan, that's where God says to Moshe, Kazer Eve Kadesh, specifically for the month of Nisan. It's true, we'll apply it to others, but this is the primary circumstance. Make sure every Nisan that you have a Idut al don't miss that opportunity. I like it. All right, the Gemara doesn't answer that way, but maybe that'll be a resolution for why we ultimately speak and keep it. All right, anyway, says the Gemara ki ata ula. 
when Ula arrived, when he arrived from Eretz Yisrael, the last narrow line over here, Amar Ibberuha Le'elu. Where did Ula arrive from? Ula arrives in Bavel after a travel to Eretz Yisrael. And he tells the people in Bavel, you should know that in Eretz Yisrael they made the month of Elul Me'ubar, they made it 30 days. You got that? Again, Ula arrives in Babel and he says, Elul was 30 days. Amar Ula, Ula doesn't suffice with that statement. He continues and he says, My friends, the scholars of Babel, you should know. Listen to what goodness was affected upon us from the people from the Betin in Eretz Israel. In other words, now that we have a 30-day Elul, you should understand, good stuff has come our way. Now what the Gemara will suggest in the ensuing lines is the following. This month was going to be set up in the following way. It would be that there was Shabbat and Yom Kippur one after the other. As a, as a result, that would make a difficult situation. By making it a Chodesh Me'ubar, we pushed everything up a day. Pushing everything up a day, you no longer have a Shabbat and Yom Tov of Yom Kippur back to back. He's telling them, I'll tell you why it's good for us. Mighty Buta, what's the goodness? Again, well, let me repeat one more time. It's true that having two days holiday, Shabbat and holiday back to back is easier for us. Not enough for Ula to be saying they did goodness for us. They did goodness for us as a result, what? We could shower more easily? Can't be that was his rationale. So what was the goodness? We could do more work? Can't be that was the goodness either. What goodness is he talking about when he comes back and says, guys, listen to what they did. They were thinking about us. They really had us in mind when they determined that Elul was going to be 30 days. They were doing it for us. My tibuta, Ula amar mishum yarka. One of two reasons, uh, both of which seem to be valid, and the Gemara will test them out in the next lines. But the first answer, is, first explanation is Mishum Yarkaya. Imagine a day, I know it's hard to imagine, imagine a time during which there was little refrigeration. In order to keep vegetables which were freshly cut fresh, you'd probably have about a day. Well, as a result, says Ula, if we have back-to-back Kippur and Shabbat, it's a little bit difficult to keep those vegetables from Kippur into Shabbat. You cut them on Erev Kippur, and you had them in your Saudah Mafsik, and you want to use those vegetables to eat then on Shabbat. They're going to be spoiled by the time you get to Shabbat. As a result, says Ula, by splitting this up, by making certain that we don't have one going into the next, they saved Yarkaya. Yerik, of course, is a vegetable. The second answer of the Gemara, second suggestion of Rabbi Ahabar is Mishum Mataya, Mataya Milashon Met. If a person were to pass, a de- pass away, let's say, let's say right before Kippur, let's say at the beginning of Kippur, you're talking about two full days of the body uh, decomposing outside or even inside because you don't have a strong refrigeration and, uh, and, and freezer system. And as a result, either one of these circumstances, in order to make certain, ironically, either vegetables or bodies don't spoil, the rabbis established Elul as being a full 30 days, and by so doing, they avoided such a circumstance. That understood. Rabbeinu Hananel, just very briefly, on the left-hand side of the page, Rabbi Hananel, who's a rabbi from northern Africa, he precedes Harambam, he says, you see, the words in the Gemara over here in terms of the rabbi's inspiration, the Beitin's inspiration, that they made Chodesh Elul Me'ubar either because of the vegetables or in order to make certain that the body is buried in less than two days' time, those are just two reasons for the masses. In truth, 
The Gemara will say on Amud Bet. In truth, the Gemara will say that Ibur Hachodesh is a is a is a sod. There's a certain secret, a certain tradition which the rabbis worked with as to when and how to establish a 30-day month as opposed to a 29-day month. So that's what they were really working with. But Ola then comes and says, even though they did it based on their determinations, their calculations, which they know and the scholars are aware of, listen to how it benefits us as well. Number one says Ula, I'll tell you how it benefits us. Now our vegetables won't spoil because we only have one day on which we can't we we can't uh, enjoy them you know we, we we cut them and eat them immediately thereafter uh, alternatively as it says the, the next opinion the Gemara it's for the dead bodies now the dead bodies which need to be buried but you can't bury them on Kippur or on Shabbat it won't be two days in a row you'll be able to bury it within a day Judah question of course not. We have lo adurosh rosh shana. We can't fall out. But we're gonna we're gonna establish that halakha from this gemara. But ola coming is before we have an, a specific establishment along those lines. But you're understanding exactly why now it won't fall out in such a circumstance. Baruch